Welcome. It is uh, seven minutes after 11. Jennifer Bukowski is our guest, a brilliant criminal defense attorney uh, and uh, an activist. And we're talking about uh, current events uh, around the country. One of them, uh, one of the stories that she has brought to the table that she wants to discuss uh, deals with a man who apparently had repeatedly raped a 13-year-old girl and then took pictures of his assaults. And he, you are not going to believe where he's headed. I, I was stunned when I read this. Hard to believe, Jennifer. He is sometimes identifying as transgender, so he is now in women's prison in Washington State. Lucky him. A year after he began identifying as transgender in 2016, he got to relocate to Washington State. It was another state from where he was being held to deal with his specific needs. And according to a source that Blaze is quoting, even though there are secrecy around like the trans status of prisoners, um, a relative of an inmate there is talking to the Blaze about how this individual who doesn't wear makeup or, you know, present overtly feminine is now being housed with the women in prison. And this is a problem, like this to me is worse than trans people, which I will use your pronoun. I don't care if you're a full grown adult and you decide to dress like the other sex, that's fine by me. I don't care. It's your life. Have at it. Lop whatever off. I don't care what you do. But I don't like it when they cheat in races or sports, but I really don't like it when they put men, biological males in female prisons. This is, these women you know, are often victims of violent crimes. They often have, you know, trauma or whatever already that they've suffered. And now it's hard enough being in there in that kind of environment with women that some of them might be violent and attack you. But to put biological males in there, it just is completely unfair and unsafe to me. And what could go wrong, too? Like, does this guy have a vasectomy? You know, are there going to be babies born from this? It's, well, it's scary. It's there's so many things that could go wrong here. Uh, this guy has has I I suspect pulled off the genius move of the century because he is yeah. obviously faking this so that he can no longer lead the celibate life or the gay life that prison uh, often uh, leaves you with. He got himself transferred into the way. He's probably laughing the whole time. He's going to get all kinds of action while he's there. Uh, right. Stroke whether of they genius. want it or not. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, whether they want it or not, he's a middle-aged man in there just going around, and hopefully he's not causing any trouble. Hopefully he's not raping anyone like he's in prison for doing. But uh, this is ridiculous. Like... There's so many things that could go wrong, including people getting pregnant in prison, you know, people getting assaulted. It's it's not fair to the women that are in the prison that you're going to put a biological male in there with them. Well, maybe it is fair for some of them. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll enjoy it, you know, instead of... Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that they'll enjoy being assaulted. But they no, may but, uh, they may uh, rather uh, like yeah, having he might access. Yeah, be a hot commodity. Yeah, <laughs> right? he'll be in. Yeah, he'll be in demand. Those ladies don't have a lot of options to choose from. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it I, might be a brilliant scheme here that he pretends that he feels afraid because he'll be targeted by the men in his prison. So he has to be transferred to be a fox in a hen house, basically. I don't know. Gee, whip me, beat me, make me write bad checks. Okay, if you have to leave me in prison, go ahead and leave me with the women. Yeah, I somehow think he's outsmarted them. Uh, this leftist nonsense about transgenderism is just stupid. Just plain stupid. Uh, Christmas yeah, ad bringing people to tears? Yeah, this is another trans story. Okay, so it's uh, out of Spain for this liquor company, which makes me feel better because it's not just in America that this stuff is happening. But it shows a grandfather applying makeup to his grandson's face and the grandson presenting his female to the family around the dinner table. But it's better than that because it flashbacks to the grandfather trying on makeup himself and trying to figure out how to expertly uh, apply makeup to his own face. And then we have this great moment of acceptance when he's able to help his grandson present as a granddaughter and apply makeup to her face because he's been practicing in secret for all these years and it's supposedly this very moving commercial so he identifies he identifies wait 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 wait. he identifies as a woman but he has grandchildren well that's the thing I think it's getting really confusing with all this stuff Gary like are we perpetuating stereotypes with this trans and non-binary and everything else? Are we perpetuating gender stereotypes? Because if men, if the trend is you want to wear makeup and look more feminine, just do that, you know? But don't say that you're a woman all of a sudden. You're still a man that just enjoys looking more beautiful. And I don't blame men for wanting to like, especially put some concealer on, a little powder, little makeup. It does enhance your appearance. So well, you know, I really do predict, like in ten, twenty years, it's going to be normal for even straight men to wear a little makeup. Like I think that that's where we're headed, but that doesn't mean that you're a woman all of a sudden. So I think it's just kind of bizarre. Like I, if boys want to wear heels with lifts in them, like or shoes with lifts in them, so they look taller, like women do. I can understand that also. If they want to carry bags that are kind of purse-like, I don't understand why they don't do that already. But. <laughs> But this this whole thing is just bizarre where you're saying, oh, well, if you like that stuff, then that means you're really a woman. You're officially really a woman because you you really uh, are gravitate towards things that are stereotypically feminine to do. Well, you're just perpetuating gender stereotypes by that. Like, I'm feminine in appearance, but I'm masculine in other ways. Does that mean because of the things that I'm masculine in, that I'm a man? No. You know, I think it's just... It's gone cuckoo for the over the cuckoo's nest is what's happening here with this trans stuff. Yeah, well, you know, if you come out looking like uh, Rachel Levine, uh, maybe you're wearing too much makeup. I'm just saying, Richard. <laughs> yeah, Richard Levine. No, no, his name is Rachel. He changed his name legally, I believe. So it is Rachel, uh, but he is a guy. I don't care how you, I don't care how much makeup you, how much lipstick you put on that pig. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Oh, Lord, that's just disgusting. Anyway, Brian brought me a picture of him because apparently yeah, he had a little upgrade tomorrow, yesterday. And uh, I tried to put my, uh, I tried to literally pour bleach into my eyeballs after I saw that. <laughs> um, 
There's one other article that popped up on the Blaze I didn't put on my list, but I think it's worth talking about. It's a teen in Missouri, actually, who's uh, going to be tried as an adult for murder for uh, a drug deal that went wrong for giving a pill to a friend that ended up being laced with fentanyl. And I think this is important to let your kids know about these these laws that we have in Missouri that can result in a juvenile being charged with felony murder. And I think that we don't know this in Missouri, but it can happen. And that's why you need to advise your kids. Like, you cannot be involved with any drug deal. You cannot, if kids are getting in a car to go beat someone up or do drugs or whatever, you need to remove yourself from the situation. Because if someone ends up dead, like this girl unfortunately did in the Ozarks, the prosecutors have the power to charge you with murder and certify you as an adult. You know who's responsible for that kid's death? Every single adult who believes in the drug war. Because if you eliminate the drug war, you eliminate the fentanyl. China isn't going to ship fentanyl over here if drug addicts can go to the drugstore to get their fix. That would help a lot of prosecutions, including a lot of felony murder cases that I've handled. Would never have happened if certain drugs were legal, especially pot. Pot was two, I had two different murder cases where it was a pot deal gone wrong. And they ended up charging numerous people with felony murder. And in one case, they were all juveniles and they certified them all. All the kids from both cars as adults and uh, charged them with murder. But I don't think our kids today realize that kind of liability that they're opening themselves up to if they dabble in drugs. But you're right. If we legalize that stuff, then we wouldn't have these issues. But... In the meantime, warn your kids to make sure they know never take a pill unless your parents are providing it to you because of that danger with the fentanyl. And also, don't be involved with giving anyone else any kind of illegal drugs because if that has fentanyl on it, you could end up going to prison for murder. The insanity of the drug war and nobody wakes up to it. We all think it's our job to keep you from harming yourself or abusing yourself or keep you from doing something that we think is morally wrong. It's not our business. Uh, And it's killing innocent people. People who have nothing to do with the drug war are dying because of it. We're making a choice to make them vulnerable because we don't want somebody else to use drugs. It's it's insane. It just, it it makes my blood boil. All right, Jennifer, hang on because I'm up against the clock. Elon Musk, is he going to quit as the uh, Twitter CEO? You know, he could offer me the job. I would take it. Gary Nolan Zimmer. Huh? I would not. (laughs) Oh, I would in a heartbeat. (laughs) Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio Network. It is 1121. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. And uh, Elon Musk, he uh, he had this uh, poll that he put up uh, that people would vote on uh, and whether or not he should uh, remain in charge of Twitter. And uh, apparently, and it's not surprising uh, because it's dominated by leftists for years that they want to get rid of him. They The polls said he has to go. Uh, you think he's going to go? I think maybe. I think maybe this is a way for him to possibly uh, leave gracefully and say that, well, I said I would step down, but I don't see who the heir apparent would potentially be. This is a very complicated company with, you know, it's financially challenged, obviously. It's got a lot of engineering issues, so you need someone tech savvy. 
and uh, it's very politically fraught and uh, important to the world. So this is not a job for just anyone. But I wonder, he has so many other companies that are doing things, you know, to advance humanity at large, like SpaceX and, you know, Tesla's awesome. And uh, he's got the Mars program. He's got the Neuralink, all these things. And some of his companies have taken a hit in the stock market. So maybe he does want to focus on them. But I don't I think he's smart enough, Gary, to know how that poll is going to go heading into it. So it makes me wonder if that was the plan is to have a reason to say, OK, I'm stepping down. Could be. I mean, he's clearly the guy is some kind of a genius. Um, but I, I would love to take that job over. You, you wouldn't. I would. I would just I would have so much fun. Um, did you see where uh, Schiff wants to literally blackmail him? Uh, I don't know if you heard the audio from last week, uh, but he, uh, you know, if he said, you know, as long as we've got all this uh, uh, stuff going on at Twitter and, and uh, all of this uh, nastiness, uh, you know, maybe we take away your, your protection. Literally threatening blackmail. Uh, because he, he doesn't wouldn't be like... the first congressperson to do so, and that's just despicable, you know? Like, you're, business owners are not supposed to have to shut up and be silent and meek and submissive to government or be targets of retribution. That's not the way America's supposed to work. And that's what, apparently, that's the way they think, though. They're like, oh, you have a company and you dare to speak up and say things we don't like? Guess what? We're going to get you investigated by various feds, which they already have with the Neuralink company. Uh, having this unprecedented unprecedented investigation under the statute for that they usually use to shut down cockfighting, but they're doing a federal investigation to see if too many animals died while they're testing um, animals to try to l- allow paralyzed people to walk again um, for that Neuralink company. It's just, it's disgraceful that the federal government thinks that, you know, you have to not speak out. But the fact of the matter is, I know business owners and uh, many different business owners, and yeah, that is the prevailing wisdom. It's like you don't want to draw attention to yourselves because you can't afford to fight the federal government if they want to come after you. You know, and they can have, like, the skimpiest reasons to, reasons to do so and political motivations to do so. And it takes a lot of money to weather that storm if they do. So it's really rare to see someone like Elon Musk that's willing to speak out publicly and boldly about um, all of these issues and about the problems in government when he has so much to lose like this. By the way, here is the audio in question of uh, Schiff for Brains uh, threatening Elon Musk. Actually, uh, this is a, a little different clip. Oh, which one do you Sorry have? about. Th- this is the, um, the one talking about January 6th and the evidence that Donald Trump did, in fact, commit criminal offenses. All right. We'll, we'll pass on that. I thought you had the other one. Uh, and that's my mistake. I should have said uh, to Sorry about that. that. No, that's... I was listening and uh, not listening closely enough. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'll find myself. There, I can hear Brian. Now you can. I had the, my button switched off. <laughs> yeah, he, he turns off a lot. Uh, anyway, Harvey Weinstein found guilty of rape in Los Angeles trial. Anything peculiar about this? Well, you know, the most interesting aspect of that trial was the really dramatic testimony from Gavin Newsom's wife. But 
that was one of the number of charges that the jury was unable to reach a verdict on. So they found him guilty with Jane Doe, number one, and some other things, but there are a bunch that they could not reach a verdict on, including uh, Mrs. Jennifer Siebel Newsom's the counts related to her. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But now, even if he wins his appeal in New York, like California will have a sentence on him too. So, I mean, the guy is not getting out of prison, it doesn't look like, um, given he's already doing a 23-year sentence in New York, now he's going to get another one in California. So it would be impressive if he's able to get out of prison before he's dead at this point. Well, um, I, you know, I, I can't think of a better fate for him. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, he could maybe hang out. What was the name of that attorney that uh, uh, the Democrats all love so much who was you know, representing the porn queen against uh, Donald Trump? Oh, Avenatti. Yeah. Avenatti, yeah. I maybe the two Avenatti. of them. Maybe the, the two of them. Of Parkway and Central High School. Yep, that guy. Yeah, maybe, you know, the two of them can get together because they got prison time on both coasts. That's they something both do, don't they? Yeah, it's something <laughs> a lot of people don't have in common. They're, they're, they've got something to bond over. Unbelievable. Uh, Jennifer, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, we're probably not going to chat until after Christmas. And uh, to your family, and thank you for being a guest on the program all the time. We really enjoy having you. Well, Merry Christmas to you and Brian and all of your fabulous and smart listeners. And Happy New Year. All right. Take care. Jennifer Bukowski. Uh, Senator Lee is introducing legislation to protect teens from uh, being exposed to pornography. It's online age verification. I'm not so sure it's such a good idea. I'm not so sure I like the idea to help protect America's youth from the dangers of pornography. Senator Lee introduced a bill on December 13th that would require all pornographic websites to use an age verification tool to prevent kids under the age of 18 from accessing porn online. Do you think that's a good idea? Really, I'm seriously, I, I, I seriously question this. I'm curious to see where the demand is, whether or not you think it makes sense that the federal government should come up with a way to verify that kids are not accessing porn on the interwebs. 874-9390 or 800-529-5572. Do you think it's a good idea? Would you support that? I'm not so sure that I would. I'm not so sure that it's a good idea. And I think it's up to you as a parent to teach your kids not to do those sorts of things, not to go to those kinds of places. I don't think it's up to the government to do that. But we'll find out what you think, because we'll take your calls. You can give me a message, too. Just go to GaryNolan.com. If you send me a message, it'll pop up right here in studio. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It's 35 minutes after 11. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. To help protect American youth from the dangers of pornography, uh, Republican Senator Mike Lee has introduced a bill that would require all pornographic websites to use an age verification tool to prevent kids under the age of 18 from accessing porn online. Every day, he says, we are learning more about the negative psychological effects of pornography on minors. Given the alarming rate of teenage exposure to pornography, I believe the government must act quickly to enact protections that have a real chance of surviving First Amendment scrutiny. My question, do you think this is a good idea? Do you believe that Senator Lee is on the right path? Uh, I, by the way, don't dislike Senator Lee. I think he does a lot of things. He, he, he's got a lot of great positions that I agree with. But I don't agree with this one. And I'm going to start, because you know, i got a, a couple of, uh, I think, reasonably uh, good reasons to think this is a bad idea. Number one, if you think this is a good idea... Please point to me that part of the Constitution that gives the federal government that authority. Just because yeah, I know a lot of Republicans out there who are conservatives who morally would object to minors uh, in, you know, engaging in that behavior, seeing that sort of thing. I understand that. I understand that. But you need to tell me where the federal government gets the authority to regulate it. What part of the Constitution? Because we, it's, it's Republicans who generally do adhere to the Constitution more than the left do. So if you think it's a good idea, point to me, uh, point it out to me. Where, where does that... Ah, ah. There, the I good found in, it. Yeah. The good and welfare clause? There, no, yeah. no, no, it is That's not, not the good one. No, uh. There'd be no reason for the doctrine of enumerated powers if that were the catch-all that works for, for everything. No, there is no place for it. So that's my first argument. Second argument is, what about adults who want to view this? You know, we as, uh, you know, as conservatives, you may think, well, kids shouldn't see this. Um, maybe even adults shouldn't see this. Uh, but if you're an adult and you're looking at a performance by people who are also adults, you should have the right to see this. Well, you say you do. You just have to give them age verification. I see. So I have to give an entity access to my identity in order to see this. And if somewhere along the line you decide you're going to run for political office, or if you're you know a couple and you're using this as a marital aid, uh, put that in quotes because that's what they call it, and one of you is uh, a school teacher, and the word leaks out, hey, they subscribe to, you know, they did an age verification because that sort of information gets hacked all the time. Now it becomes public news. You think, well, gee, you, if you don't want, if you're uh, ashamed of it, then uh, don't do it. 
Well, you know, I make love to my wife. That doesn't mean I want it to be out on, you know, public news. Uh, I don't want a video at 11. There are things you do that you don't necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily ashamed of, but aren't public information. Mike Lee, God bless him, he is trying to, you know, to do something that's, you know, morally right, but it is not the job of the federal government. This is what a real constitutionalist boils this down to. Is it legal? Are there any pathologies that could develop? And in this case, there are. That word, if you have to validate your age, someone has to keep track of that. Who is that then? Do I have to give this all to the government? Does the government have to know if I've gone to some porn site? Or if you have, or as a couple, does, does the government have, have to have access to that? If it's a privately, uh, and, and then, and how do you confirm? How do you confirm that you're doing it according to, you know, what uh, Senator Lee, uh, you know, his parameters? You're going to have to give access to that information uh, to law enforcement? How stupid is this? See, if you're principled, this is the way you think. If you believe that I'm wrong, please call and, 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 and enlighten me. Uh, Price, uh, let's see, they want to block competition uh, with progressive schools. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah, the stuff you learn in school couldn't be much worse than a porn site. I don't think it's a good idea. More control and concentration of private information in government hands. I also don't think it's possible. After all, I'm a 200-year-old Martian starfish, and uh, how dare anyone uh, question that? Yeah, so uh, if, you're, if you're 14, you can identify as a 32-year-old. And if a guy can identify as a girl and a girl as a guy, then why can't a minor identify as an adult? We've taken the rules and distorted them. And the wheels are coming off the wagon because of it. We carve exceptions, and when, once we start doing that, you've literally given politicians the right to completely eviscerate the Constitution. You think you're doing the right thing morally, but you're not legally. you got to think those things through. And Senator Lee has not, in this case. I think it's a bad idea. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. So we got, what, two more days, Brian, before uh, yes, sir. all hell breaks loose? Thursday. Actually, it's going to be uh, Wednesday morning into all day Thursday. Going to be blisteringly cold. Well, not blisteringly cold, but it's going to be awfully cold. Uh, and then snow. So uh, there's a dream. Yeah, so we're going to have a white Christmas. That's what it sounds like to me. Yes, sir. That doesn't sound bad. Are you going to break? Or are you I just am. playing this yeah. because I'm saying white no, Christmas? No, you, you gave me the cue, remember? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Hey, look, you had a Biden moment there, you see. Brian, 
<laughs> Brian, Brian pushed the button and we can't unpush it. We'll be back in a minute. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 11.48. Glad to have you with us. Apparently, um, 25 governors have told uh, President Biden to end the uh, COVID charade. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but isn't this this uh, COVID deal that President Trump put in place to send people who come to the United States back to Mexico? Is, isn't that because COVID is a problem? Isn't that what they're saying? COVID's a problem. You can't come into the country, so we got to send you back? I think so, yeah. And yet the 25 governors are telling him, end the COVID charade at the same time. This is, this is what happens when you just ignore the Constitution. You end up in these conflicts. Um, it, 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 you, you make these arguments that you have to fight against later on. Wyoming Governor Gordon, uh, 24 other Republican governors on Monday, wrote to President Biden demanding an end of the COVID-19 national emergency that began in March of 2020. While the virus will be with us for some time, the emergency phase of the pandemic is behind us. Uh, they now have uh, tools and information to protect communities from the virus. It, you remember he was on 60 Minutes, uh, the president was, and said... The pandemic is over. Yeah, and then two weeks later, he said that uh, we are extending the COVID emergency. And I think that had to do with uh, the College uh, Forgiveness Act, or whatever he calls it, the College Loan Forgiveness yes. that he wrote an executive order for. Yes. That, that, that's all that was about. Right. Is just to give him the authority to extend the college loans. The bribe. Yes, uh -huh. if you will. Uh, and so the Republicans were arguing, it's over, don't do that. And now the Republicans are saying, and some Democrats, wait a minute, we're using this as an excuse to send people who come across the border back to Mexico. Don't end that, even though uh, Justice Roberts has just put a halt on it. The response to the administration has to, from the administration has to be in by 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central. Um, so you've got these... Two sides taking two different positions <laughs> when it suits them. And, and this is the way it works all the time, people. It isn't just this case. This is, this is what happens when you decide you're going to give the meaning of law a defi whatever definition you want. Here's, here is how... I'll, I'll, I'll do this very quickly. I've only got a few minutes left, but I'll, I'll try to explain to you the complications brought about by the left that make all of this, you know, fixing the immigration problem um, nearly impossible. You come to this country in uh, 1899, 1900, 1910. You come in through the front door. Uh, depending on how you get into the country, they may even check you out to make sure that you're not a criminal or that you're not carrying a deadly disease. You come to the United States and you don't have much choice. You got to go to work. Uh, maybe you know somebody here. Maybe you move to your you know community with your people, little Italy, uh, Chinatown, whatever. And you got no choice. You got to go to work. Uh, you got to pay for everything. Nothing is handed to you. You're only here because you want to be free 
and you want to be able to keep the proceeds of your labor. Now, along come the Democrats and the progressives, and they give you an income tax, and eventually Social Security, and eventually Medicare, and Medicaid, and, and uh, college education, and grade school education, all government, uh, all these government uh, programs. So now when you come to the country, we can't tell. Are you here because you're like those people from the early 1900s who came here to work, or are you here because... You realize you're going to get free health care, free education, free food. You're going to get all these uh, benefits. We don't know. And if we just let you in and you go to work, you won't be paying income tax. You'll be using these resources, but you won't be paying for them. So we can't just turn you loose. You're not going to, you're not going to pay your share. Now, when we just had tariffs... Or if we just had a consumption tax, you could come into this country and just go to work. You go to work, you eat, you end up paying a tax. You buy clothes, you end up paying a tax. You, you buy a car, you pay the tax. In the meantime, uh, we're introducing um, lower costs in terms of labor. If you're not a if you're not a high skilled worker, you don't make much money. But we know historically that those first generation Americans scrimp and save, get their kids as good an education as can be had, and that second generation just pours on the steam. They make all kinds of money. They make all kinds of progress. It's the way it works. It's the way it's always worked, until the left got their way. And complicated it. Now it's it's a challenge. What we need, and, and there is nothing in the Constitution about immigrating. The Constitution covers naturalization, not immigration. You get they, the founding fathers wanted people to come here, and there's an added benefit if we don't have all of this progress, as the Democrats call it. We would have a much better education system because we would have a lot of different education sources and providers. People would never expect the government to underwrite their existence. They would rely on private charity for which they would feel guilty. That would make them double down on working hard, working smart. People with very little skills would make very little money, which is the way it ought to be. It's not based on how hard you work. Your pay is not based on how many hours, you know, unless you're hourly paid, but it's not based on how hard you work. It's based on what your work is worth. If you are costing your employer more money than you're generating, you're not going to last long in that job. That's how the marketplace works, and that's what drives people to work harder and work smarter and to produce more and to be more valuable. The way the system is set now, it's just bass backwards. And it's because the left have complicated this. 
people should be coming in. They should be, we should be welcoming these people. Whoa, there's somebody who will work on the farm. There's somebody who will take a low-skilled job. There's somebody who will provide labor at, 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 you know, bargain basement prices. And before you think, well, gee, you're taking advantage of those people, I want you to, to think it through. Because if they're willing to travel a thousand miles to get here and work for five bucks an hour, that must mean this is an improvement over where they were. Wherever they were at before was worse. They're here now because this is better. So you're not taking advantage of them. You're, you're giving them an opportunity. And their children will take advantage of those opportunities. The government has minimum wage laws. Uh, they've got an income tax and social security tax and all these other things that make the transition to an American much more difficult, if not impossible. That's the problem with immigration in this country. It's not that people want to come here. It's not that they have great skills or, small, or, or they're not uh, highly skilled. It's that with all these government programs, we can't fit them in. We don't know where they belong. Will they be productive? Will they pay tax? Will they suck on the government teat? I might add, a government teat that shouldn't even exist. The government should not be paying your welfare, should not be paying your health care, should not be paying for your education. They shouldn't be inspecting your food. They shouldn't be doing any of those things. That's up to the marketplace to provide, not the government. All right, uh, we are about out of time here, but uh, we've got uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday's, I'm not sure, Brian, if we should double up Thursday and make it uh, a Froster Buns Day as yeah, well as Think Tank thing. Thursday, uh, or just make tomorrow a Froster Buns Day. Because it's always fun. It's a day where you can call on any topic. We'll work it out. Uh, but uh, Christmas is coming, and, well, we certainly hope. That, and, by the way, w w didn't Hanukkah just start? I think so, yes. So for There's our a Jewish... crossword puzzle I was doing last night. It made me think about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about that. The New York Times crossword puzzle apparently looks a bit like a swastika. Unbelievable. <laughs> Glenn Beck is next. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.